This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1066. I'm in a relationship with a great guy who just won't change. What should I do? By Evan Mark Katz of evanmarkkatz.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this Tuesday edition of ORD with me, your host, Greg Audino. Today, we'll be hearing from Evan Mark Katz, who will be sharing part of his advice column, answering a question from one of his readers that finds herself in a relationship with a great guy who makes slow or sometimes no changes. First, I'll read the question, then his answer. So let's jump in now and optimize your life. I'm in a relationship with a great guy who just won't change. What should I do? By Evan Mark Katz of evanmarkkatz.com. I've been in a relationship with a really great guy for over a year. He's warm, thoughtful, considerate, loving, and completely accepting. But there is one problem. He overthinks everything and often tells me he's getting ready to do something, though I'll never see action of what he is getting ready to do. For example, he lost his job months ago due to the company closing. Since that time, he's put in applications and turned down job offers because the pay wasn't in line with what he thinks he's worth. He knows he needs to have more income than what unemployment offers, though, due to his lack of bills, he can actually live on unemployment alone. He just will not get ahead. And for the last three weeks, he's been getting ready to put in more applications anywhere in order to work, although, once again, no action has been taken to do this, nor can he tell me when he thinks he might do it. This happens in many areas, not just with his job. But I should add that he can make decisions. It doesn't take him three hours to decide where to have dinner. But the big decisions, like his job or school or where to live, he will seem paralyzed by and spend what I personally consider an inordinate amount of time contemplating before moving forward. I really enjoy him, and there are so many good points. But this prolonged process of getting ready to do things wears on me. I wonder if this is something I should just learn to deal with? Am I being unreasonable or expecting someone to be too much like me? Or should I expect more? Sherry. Dear Sherry, you're screwed. Wait. I should rephrase that. If you're looking for a man who will make the big decisions in a manner that satisfies you, then keep looking. Your boyfriend has given you an important glimpse into his soul, and you are right to be alarmed by the way he's handling this situation. This doesn't negate his many good qualities. Just read this blog every week and you'll know how lucky you are to have found a guy who is warm, thoughtful, considerate, loving, and accepting. But a person who is always getting ready will never stop getting ready. It's the unfortunate and immutable truth about people. They don't change, no matter how much you want it, no matter how much it would be good for them. 
Look around. You'll see. Overweight people making New Year's resolutions to slim down only to lapse back into old comfortable habits. Why? Because they would rather eat things that taste good and watch TV than consume bland salads and use the treadmill for 45 minutes a day. As a result of this decision, they will never, ever, ever lose weight. This doesn't mean that they are bad people or stupid people or weak people. It just means that they're people. And people do what they want, presuming there's nothing stopping them from doing so. Take a man who has dated a woman for three months without committing to her. Is he indecisive? Is he scared? Is he confused? No, he just doesn't want her as a girlfriend. If he did, he would say, I want you to be my girlfriend. It's no more complex than that. He has no incentive to change, so he doesn't change. This explains pretty much all behavior. I was a Hollywood screenwriter during my 20s, and although I didn't make it beyond a few freelance jobs, awards, and random accolades, I knew that I was, in fact, a real writer. Why? Because I wrote prolifically. 15 sitcoms and 13 screenplays in 10 years. My philosophy was that if I failed, it certainly wasn't going to be because I didn't try hard enough. Contrast that with other writers I knew, some of whom tinkered with their work for years and still never completed a first draft. We could make the argument that they were perfectionists, that they were picky, that they were afraid of rejection, but none of that matters. By not finishing any screenplays, they were making their dream of writing for a living completely impossible, and they have no one to blame but themselves. Your boyfriend is a writer who doesn't write, a fat person who doesn't lose weight. He would rather passively continue on his wayward path than get tough and effect a real change. And yet, if you express anything but abject support for him, you will be perceived as cold or selfish. Don't get me wrong, losing a job is rough. It beats up on a man's ego like nothing else in the world. But it's within his power to do something different. And his paralysis is just a mechanism that justifies his laziness. So understand, I couldn't be more sympathetic to you. I'm a believer in change, a believer in action. I think that your boyfriend would be ashamed if he ever read an Ayn Rand book because it would illustrate his very insignificance as a contributor to the planet. But I also have to point out that his passive nature goes hand in hand with his other good qualities, loving, accepting, considerate, etc. To parallel this with my own life, I am far more type A than my wife, who has spent the past 14 years at the same company and literally spent three weeks going through 5,000 songs on my iPod just to choose a wedding song. Does her deliberate and conservative nature drive me a little nuts at times? Sure. However, I have never been more loved and accepted by anyone in the world and that became more important than having a partner who is identical to me. As a woman who may not be counting on her man to provide a measure of financial security, I couldn't tell you whether it's smart to stick with this guy. But I will say this, your boyfriend is not going to change. Not for you, not for him, not for anyone. This is who he is. You just have to ask yourself how you'd feel if you were married, had two kids and a mortgage, and he still refused to get a job. I think your course of action at that point would be crystal clear. You just listened to the post titled, I'm in a relationship with a great guy who just won't change. What should I do? By Evan Mark Katz of evanmarkkatz.com. All right, and many thanks to Evan for sharing this post with us. Uh, so I will preface my commentary by saying that we share Evan's work for a reason. Just like with any of our authors, we like what he has to say, and he's a committed and a smart writer. 
I do also think it's important to challenge ideas once in a while. And if I'm being honest, I disagree with almost all of this post. Um, and most of the people in his comment section seem to fall in line with his thinking. Uh, good news for me, I guess. So if you want to hear my spiel, obviously there's a lot of truth in how procrastination and fear can cripple many people to the point that their lives go by without ever taking too much risk or action. I absolutely will not disagree with that. But to suggest that this happens to all people, or at least that there's enough evidence given Sherry's question to assume that she's hopeless with this guy, that seems like way too far of a stretch for me. There's also no basis to support this claim that if she were to challenge her boyfriend that he would only see her as cold and selfish. This is because Sherry has made no mention of the part she plays in this, and that's a problem. I don't know her boyfriend any more than Evan does, but what's being completely overlooked here is that obviously people change sometimes, and when they do, it's because a new experience that threatens them kicks them into gear. That's the very simple way of putting it. I mean, there's a lot more to it than that, but there's no patience at all for that in this article. Is this man going to stay unemployed for the rest of his life? No. Eventually, his lifestyle will be threatened enough by his own standards that he will ask for lower pay. And this would only happen sooner if he had the motivation to support Sherry and their kids, but they aren't even married yet. So, if you're listening, Sherry, you're probably not, uh, but maybe this isn't the match for you. I mean, I, who knows? That isn't impossible. But to jump to such a conclusion so quickly, especially about someone who has otherwise treated you very well, is extremely risky business. Uh, start by trying to help him, encourage him, or politely point out his pattern to him and how he may want to start putting deadlines on his decisions, talking to a therapist, or something similar. There are a lot of things that you can do, and it is, in my belief, extremely irresponsible for you or me or Evan to jump to extremely, extremely strong conclusions about this man's character based on such limited information. I could get into this a lot more, but it's getting late, friends. Don't want to get in too much of a tizzy here anyway. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And whether you're more keen to my approach or Evan's approach, I hope you were able to consider both and develop your own opinions. This was almost two articles stuffed into one for you. So it's time to wrap up. Do come on back tomorrow, though. I'm going to have another post for you that I think you'll enjoy. A little less conflict in the commentary, probably, but fun nonetheless. I'll talk to you then, where your optimal life awaits.